0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. I uh, want to, first of all, wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all those good things. We are uh, recording just uh, 24 hours after the big day, which uh, so many of us all look forward to, whether we're young, whether we're old, it's still a wonderful, wonderful day, um, I must also add to that I am finally uh, recording the podcast back in the fortress of Steeler toot uh, after the September water damage I had here. If things are things are not one hundred percent where they need to be, but I am at least back in my uh, humble surroundings and and warm cozy surroundings, and I am glad to be back here rather than. Situated at my daughter's desk in her room while she's away at college. But anyway, let's move on uh, because we've got much more important things to talk about, which of course are the Pittsburgh Steelers who lost this past Sunday to the New York football Jets. Um, Not a loss uh, many of us saw coming. I, I think we saw a tough game, but I also think we saw us being able to pull that one out. And it did not happen, and so now the Steelers will need to beat the Baltimore Ravens and get some assistance along the way in order to make the 2019 postseason. Uh, Joining me right now, of course, is uh, Mr. Ben Anderson, and um, perhaps Ian jumping on in a little bit here. Um, Not sure just yet, but uh, Ben, I trust that you had a wonderful uh, holiday yesterday. How are things going?
1: Uh, Pretty well. Thank you for asking.
0: Oh well, that's what I'm here for. You know, I am I'm, I'm not I'm a well-rounded individual and I'm not just here for football. Yeah. But that's what the people are here to listen to. Uh your general impressions from uh from Sunday's uh, loss at
1: uh at New York. Uh, well, I wasn't really impressed with uh either side of the ball, to be honest with you. I I thought the defense has played better. Um, They opened up the game by allowing a team to march the field and score a touchdown. Um, That hasn't happened in a long time. And when it does, you know, it's a little deflating. Uh, And then, you know, to make matters worse uh, on the next drive, what was it? It was, uh, we got eight plays into it and ducked through another pick. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was just not a good performance all the way around there, and uh, I I was less than impressed. Let's put it that way.
0: It's, it's deflating too from the from the aspect of your defense already knows going in that that yeah, okay maybe you don't have to pitch a shutout, but you you darn well have to play really well and probably limit the offense to to ten points or less. And when you give up seven on the opening drive it's, it's not only a bit deflating to the defense, but it probably is a little deflating to the offense in the sense that now they probably feel a little more pressure too. And, and not to take anything away from Robbie Anderson, because I thought he made a spectacular catch there, but um you know, Ter- Terrell Edmonds, who we, we have just struggled with all year. Um, didn't, didn't get there in time. And it's, it's kind of been a broken record on some of his coverage stuff.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh... Not good. Let's just no. leave it at that. I mean, I you know, uh the, the offense did look like they were playing a little better when uh when Mason came in. He still has this habit of smacking his head on his lineman's helmets. And I don't <laughs> I don't get it, man. You gotta move around a little better in the in the pocket. You can't do that. You're eventually gonna break your hand. Um you know, but other than that, you know, and then obviously the the injury, uh there were some people at the fan club where I watched the game in a bar, uh, yeah, yeah, who kind of like they were like, oh, what's what's the deal?" I mean, he didn't even have any any of the trainers around him, and they they basically said that he was questionable, and then he was out. I mean, you know, he, he's just being a bitch. I mean, what's the deal? No, he had a sterno clavicle dislocation. Okay, so basically, that's where your your top rib where it meets the sternum at the middle of your chest, dislocates mm-hmm. entirely. That's not an easy injury to come back for him in like, even in a month, much no. less in the same game. So I, he was significantly injured, and that's why they went ahead and put him injured reserve. He's not going to be able to play again. No. The rest of the year. Um, just, and then just Doug comes back in and, it you know, we get more of the same. It just did not. Yeah. They were not good.
0: Well, Rudolph's reaction when he got hit, uh, I, I mean, you could tell something, man, a guy just doesn't cringe in pain like that on a, yeah. on an everyday every hit. I mean, you could tell something was not right, and uh, I think you had mentioned this in, in our weekly, you know, daily chats, if you will, that this is an injury similar to what Ben Roethlisberger had, what, 2012, I think?
1: Yeah, similar, but not quite the same. Ben, yeah. it was two ribs uh one that completely dislocated and one that was just it, it was separated which is to say that you know it was still attached but it was yeah. further apart than it was supposed to be um and Ben came back from it actually a little quicker than Mason's projected to come back from this so um you know who knows i uh, he's going to come back when he comes back i'm fairly certain the season will be over when he finally does definitely or when he's he's ready to play again let's put it that way
0: yeah, no, I, I agree. And and uh, I, I do want to mention um a little bit about some comments that that Dave DeCastro, David DeCastro excuse me made this week uh you know during an, an interview. And DeCastro um is a guy that I, I think most of us really like, not just as a player, but he he tends to not want to say a lot to the media, and uh, when he does, it's usually pretty straightforward, as this was. And he, he his comment was, "We are not even doing the bare minimum." Right. Um, what that's that's not a lengthy, uh, uh, long winded statement, but I thought it carried quite a bit uh, for for me. What what
1: did you take out of that? I mean, I. <sighs> I hate to be that guy that says, I told you so, but I've been saying for, what, 14 weeks? The offense is not executing. They are not executing. They are not executing. Yes, the play calling could be better, but the players are not executing. And he's right. They just didn't. They looked terrible. They're not even executing the basics. And that includes the offensive line and, and everybody else in that unit. So... I wholeheartedly agree with him. Basically, he was saying he was ashamed, and I agree. Yeah, I I, I do too, and I I think it uh, it's a good.
0: And you went exactly where I thought you were going to go with that. I, I think it's a perfect illustration of of what you and and many others have said. In that it it's not always coaching. It, you know, as as much of a problem as we've had with Randy Feekner, it also comes down to the players not being able to execute and. And I, and I really think that's part of what it was. And, and I think when you say I can't, we can't do the bare minimum, that's exactly what you're saying is, look, they're telling us what to do and we can't even do that. You know, we, it, it's not just that we can't make the extra block. It's not just that we can't make an extra uh, move to, to elude a tackler. It's that we can't do the bare minimum right now. And I, I think it just goes back to, to, to something we all know how freaking crucial the quarterback position is uh, oh my god in the NFL. If you don't have a quality guy taking snaps, a guy that can can do a whole heck of a lot, not just physically but mentally as well, you are so far behind uh, the eight ball uh, week to week in the NFL. And 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 look, Duck Hodges has been a, a fun story, and of course Rudolph has been you know on just this unbelievable roller coaster this year, and and obviously his year is now done, but um right now duck is not he, he's he's never going to be more than a journeyman maybe start once in a while type backup Rudolph, i don't even
1: think he's going to be that I'll he, he be honest not with be you, mark i i don't i question whether or not he makes a team next year i i agree with you it was a nice yeah. story and you know maybe he can stick around as a a third team guy I'm not convinced that he is a legitimate NFL mm-hmm. quarterback. I thought he had a chance to be one. Maybe. And now, I I don't know, man. I They're going to watch film of him getting hit, getting rattled, making mistakes, missing open receivers, and they're going to come after him hard for the rest of the time that he plays in the NFL. And until he proves to them that he can beat that, it is just.
0: Do you do you think that's part of why he's looked bad the last couple of weeks now because there is enough NFL film on him?
1: Well, now I mean, basically they the Jets just copied what the Bills did and and you know said, yeah, we dare you to throw over our heads. Have yeah. at it. Right. We're going to pressure you because we know you'll throw bad balls when you're pressured to try and get rid of it, and you know he has. So yeah. So So let me ask you this, you know,
0: if you're the Steelers offensive coordinator and this is the hand you're dealt and you've got to deal with with Duck Hodges as your quarterback, what would you be trying to do differently with him? Is there anything you could do differently with him to to give your offense? Yeah, get the ball out of
1: his hands quick, quick Uh crossers, slants, you know, easy routes, money routes, five, six, seven yard routes that are just simple. You know, uh, get the ball out of his hands in two and a half seconds. Tops. Um, (laughs) Screen passes, uh, running back screens, tight end screens, um, design draw screens. We talked about this last week, spreading out the offensive line so that the defense has to be spread out. Give yourself an opportunity to do something. Get yourself a little more time. Uh, You know, Ramon Foster did not have a good game again. DJ Finney did not have a good game again. He's not a good center in my opinion. Oh, he's um, going to
0: be in there again on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and he should be playing guard. That that's his best position, which is funny because he's a college center. Um, snaps have been a problem for the last several weeks. Uh, I don't know what the deal is, but, you know, not being able to handle the the center quarterback exchange, that's a big problem. <laughs> that's big a new problem. big problem. And they need to get that resolved yesterday. Yeah, so it, it's it, things along those lines that I would look to fix, but you know, it also comes back to what DeCastro said: just getting back to basics. Just get yeah. back to basics with these guys. I don't know if they have any padded practices left. If they can, if they can still do a padded practice, but I would have had them in full pads on Wednesday and been like, you know, I know it's Christmas, guys, but uh, back <laughs> to basics. Here we go. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Yeah. Slam and, and, and- just so everybody's clear, the the current collective bargaining agreement only gives yeah. the uh gives teams I believe it's fifteen fully padded practices. Yep. Fifteen? I believe that's right. Or I I fourteen. It's fourteen or fifteen. It's right in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen or fifteen fully padded practices per season after camp is over. Okay. So it's not like back in the day when you were playing football and you were in full pads every day. And basically played a game every time he went out to practice. It's one padded practice per week, tops, maybe not even one. And uh, you know, knowing Coach Tomlin and the fact that it's this late in the season and it's Christmas Day, I doubt they were in pads, but they need to get back to executing basics, like DeCastro talked about first, and then worry about how things are being schemed. They've just got to yeah. they've just gotta kick the ass of the man in front of them. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Absolutely, it does. I, I
0: couldn't agree more. Uh, that that's exactly what we're talking about here. Is is just you know me against you. I'm going to defeat you, and that lets the guy behind me carrying the ball have a better chance of being successful. And right. And and that this offensive line just hasn't done that this year. And 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 you know we we've talked about it how this line has been built for Ben Roethlisberger and the style that he plays and the, the ability that he does possess to get the ball out quickly. Um, so it is, it is different. That's an adjustment. I get it, but yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's blocking, tackling and, and, and basic fundamentals. And, uh, you know, this isn't necessarily the week, week 17 to start worrying about that, but let's face it, they got to worry about it because it is a big part of, uh, of what's been missing. Um, you know, at the at the end of that game, Ben. As I, I shift gears here a little bit, um, you know, the Steelers had a couple of of opportunities. There was a throw to James Washington, and then there was the the uh, late, they the last throw on fourth down to to Juju, and you know, obviously Juju's had a, a rough year, injuries. Uh, you know, the numbers are way way down for a multitude of reasons and everything. Or his targets,
1: yeah, yeah. The guys yeah, basically I, missed five games. I mean, I right. Right, he's, he's, yeah,
0: to compare this year and last year, don't waste your time. Um, what, did, what did you think about his comments at the end? Because uh, there were a lot of fans that were a little, I guess they took it a little bit one way, some took it a little bit another way when he uh, tried to shoulder the blame for that.
1: Uh, I You know, I want to start at the beginning with the play. Yeah. Terrible play call. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Randy. You suck too. Uh, fourth and seven, and you got four receivers running vertical routes. You needed a hot route, at least, at least a hot route. Even if it was a hot route to the sticks, you needed a hot route. Um, pass rush got right in. Terrible, p- terrible, terrible performance by the offensive line. Yeah. They just let guys in, just like they were a uh, you know a sieve, and they were straining out spaghetti. It was awful. It was awful. So Ducks gotta heave it up. He throws it. It was not a great pass. In fact, it was terrible. But Mm -hmm. he was lucky to get it off. Yeah. But don't really fault him for that being a terrible pass. True. But it was short and it was inside. So Juju had to turn back toward the ball, back toward the DB, as opposed to you know using his body to box out the DB. Yeah. And he's got to reach inside. He almost had it, almost, and dropped it. Uh, not an easy catch, No, okay? No. Not at all. Not even maybe. All right? There are a handful of guys in the league that can make that catch. I realize he's a professional, all of that, and he didn't make any excuses about it whatsoever. What I made of his comments after the game and what he said was, It's all on me. If I make that catch, I score a touchdown. That's pure exaggeration. There were two guys there. If he makes that catch, he gets tackled within two, three yards. Okay. But what he was doing was taking the pressure off the rest of that guy's, the rest of the guys in that unit and saying, it was all on me. It was all my fault. I'm the one who did it. He was becoming the lightning rod. That's what leaders do. That's what leaders do. They take the blame, they shoulder it They say, hey, I've got broad shoulders I can handle this Let's regroup Let's take care of what we need to take care of And come out swinging again So I took that As Juju Stepping up And and being the team leader He's supposed to be at 23 years old Incidentally And I, I was pretty impressed by it Um Not impressed by the play call. Not impressed by the performance of the offensive line there. Not even maybe. Uh, Trying to get Doug Hodges killed, I guess. Hodges getting that ball off and almost putting it in a spot where Juju could get it. That was, you know, actually kind of impressive that he got it off. Uh, I want to cover one other thing. It's kind of related to this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Um, it, It occurs to me that the receivers are not doing a very good job of boxing out uh, DBs when they're catching mm-hmm, the ball. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not using their body to push the DB away from them. And that's as simple as what AB always did before was before he jumped for the ball, he tapped the DB on the hip. And I, when I say tap, he would push sure. the DB on the hip. And he'd get away with it because oh, yeah. receivers oh, yeah. get away with that stuff all the time. And then he'd go up for the ball. And he'd use his ass to box out the DB so the DB couldn't reach up for the ball. Our receivers are not doing that this year. And I have never been a fan of Ray Sherman, mm-hmm. and I'm still not. Um, but I don't know if he's just not teaching them that. He's not emphasizing it. I'm not sure what the deal is. Sometimes the throws aren't great. I understand that. and Guys have got to try to adjust inside. But James Washington had a pass in the end zone on Sunday that he could have caught. And he, he does make that
0: catch a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't. And if he just would have boxed out the DB, he would have had a touchdown. He would have had a touchdown. I would hope that someone is hammering that into his head because you don't get opportunities like that all the time. No. That ball was fine. It was actually very well thrown, in my opinion, and he should have caught that.
0: You know, let me take a couple of steps back here. I I, I think if you go back to the Juju play and you mentioned the four verticals, I I think that illustrates exactly what I was talking about when I asked you about what you do different with Duck Hodges. The the fact that you would call that play to to go four verticals like that and not give him a guy to dump the ball to wherever – okay, just speaks to me uh, of of just careless play calling. Secondly, um, Juju, if he's standing in front of that locker and and says anything to the contrary of what he says, then he is going to be getting hammered for saying that. So I think this is a case this year where a lot of fans are tired of seeing his social media stuff, even though he's not performing on the field. They they seem to think that he's more interested in that, much in the same way people thought Bell was more interested in his rap career. And how's that going, by the way? And you know, I I just he's twenty three. You know, this is a young man. He's still coming into his own. It's been a rough year. I, I'm gonna give him a pass on that that year. Let's see where he is next year. But he said the right things, did the right things, and, and let's just take it from there. I, I'm not I'm not gonna uh uh you know cast any stones whatsoever right now uh on him. That that's for sure. Um and and I agree with you too. I, I think when you lose um Um, a receivers coach, especially in the way that, that they lost uh, Daryl Drake uh, in training camp this year was tough. Um, But, but then you've got to learn from somebody different, and if they're not teaching you some of those same things, that can get frustrating and and of course other things start to change in, in terms of your fundamentals and and things. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I think there's been lots of plays this year where they could have easily uh boxed guys out. And some of some of the receivers in the league are really, really good at doing that. And as you mentioned, Brown used to be really adept at doing it. Um but you know, I, I think this has been just all part of
1: the um the season. Um, and, well, the and, Steelers, the Steelers yeah. scored a touchdown on the next play, okay? So, yeah, yeah. it didn't cost them any points in the grand scheme of things because it was right at the end of the second quarter. Right. It was what it was. It just, it occurred to me then that I've been watching this for several weeks. I don't understand why it's gone on and somebody hasn't said, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and getting back to your point about the play call and why would you do this with Doug Hodges? You do that when you have Ben in there. <laughs> and I'll tell you why you do it. Because they're not expecting you to do it, and it's Ben. Yeah. And so you're like, hey.
0: And pre-snap, he's going to know where to go, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and also Ben can change the play pre-snap. Yeah. He can go, yeah, I don't like this protection. We're going to change it. Um, so all of that's there. But that that's the kind of play you call on a fourth and seven with Ben you take that risk because he's going to step up he's going to step out of the pocket yeah. he's going to roll out of the pocket he's got that sense he's got pocket awareness that these guys behind him do not have and experience for for watching what's coming before the ball snapped and the ability to change the protection and on top of that yeah you know they kind of have to respect his ability to do all those things and work off script they're not going to be as aggressive when it's Ben. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right.
0: We're talking about a very completely different situation here with Ben back there, but, um, it, it does. It just illustrates the point that you had made earlier. Um, you are listening to the steel city blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26 shirts.com. And, uh, right now they have a hockey themed shirt going right now. It's the, um, uh, kind of a neat logo or uh, uh, illustration on it, if you will. It's got uh, the goal uh, the goal light turning red. Let's get a party going, which is uh, something very synonymous with the Penguins, if you're not familiar with them. And uh, of course, these are really comfortable shirts, well made, and uh, highly recommend it. And eight bucks from every shirt goes to a very, very good cause in the Pittsburgh area. So please consider grabbing one of those and visiting 26shirts.com period um earlier today um and I, I couldn't help <laughs> I couldn't help but think back a year Ben uh TJ Watt was was selected by his players his fellow his fellow players as the teammates. team team's uh MVP and and rightfully so I uh, I just I couldn't help but go back to last year which really was kind of the beginning of the end for the whole Antonio Brown crap when juju was named mvp but be be that as it may um a very fitting selection uh for sure for for tj watt and um he sits at is he at 14 sacks right now
1: uh
0: you know i don't know i think he's at 13 and a half or 14 i'm not okay. sure so he would need he would need two uh, this weekend to uh, to tie James Harrison for the uh, team record uh, sacks in a season, and um, what's what's kind of fascinating about that is he's going to be going up against RG three, who um, uh, is going to move around a lot. And and a lot of times when you go against guys like that, they can move themselves right into your lap. Uh, and so who knows? Maybe he's got a chance at getting uh, uh, tying the record, maybe even breaking it. Who knows? Um, but you know, I'm excited for him. He's, he's been, uh, he's been an absolute ray of light this season. And, and certainly a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick was, you know, somebody to be considered as well. And, um, Cam Hayward, I think has had a really, really good season,
1: especially considering
0: his, his line mate has been gone for the majority of it. I, I, that was, yeah, but
1: you know, I gotta yeah. give props to Tyson Alo. He, he, seems, he seems so much better this year than he was last. And he didn't have a terrible season last year. He just wasn't, you know, as strong. This year, I don't know what happened with that guy, but he is just playing really well. I We're, we're lucky we have the kind of defensive line depth we have with the Steelers because otherwise a guy like like Tuit going out, you just wouldn't even be able to attempt to make up for that. And it's still, it, it, let's not pretend that if Tewitt wasn't playing right now, right. they would be even better than they are. Yeah, I I mean,
0: it would be fascinating to see where they are, um, or would be with him, and um, you know Hargrave as well. I I can't not mention Hargrave. He's he's had a very solid season. I think he disappears at times. Um, Which defense versus the run? Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly where I was
1: going. Yeah.
0: Do you think you know? Just switching gears a minute. Did, do you think that's maybe why they weren't in such a hurry to to get him a deal this off season? No, maybe,
1: no, no. They they drafted him knowing what his strengths were and weren't. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not he's not a plugger, right? You know, he's a three tech. Honestly, yeah. in the Steelers defense, he's playing a bit out of position, and unless he's playing in a passing down, when he's playing in the nickel, it's great. He's very effective. It's outstanding. But when they have him at nose tackle, he's not hes not cast in the right role. And I think he knows that, and they know that, and, you know, it is what it is. I mean, they, they wanted a, a guy who was versatile enough to be able to play the pass because that's what the NFL is based upon now.
0: Oh, I get it. Yeah. No, oh, no, definitely. Um, I, I did want to mention that, uh, too, just shifting some more gears here over – excuse me, to the offensive side of the ball. Um, (laughs) Chris Mortensen reported, uh, basically two things within the span of a couple hours, uh, this week about Ben Roethlisberger suggesting that, you know, his future's up in the air because the type of surgery he had was regretting. Maybe it should have been Tommy John surgery, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back with, well, he's fully committed. He's going to be ready for 2020. Um, what is the Pittsburgh Steelers' future at quarterback right now uh, as you see it? It's still Ben. Well, it's got to be. But l- l- let me just say this. What happens if he comes back and that elbow, much like Terry Bradshaw, the elbow just isn't responding and he, he just can't zip it anymore?
1: What? Well, I mean, you know, let's bear in mind that Terry had his, his surgery in 1982. Yeah, oh okay.
0: No. Huge difference in uh, right, medical twenty
1: nineteen. Yep. Surgical surgical procedures have improved, surgical techniques have improved, um, uh, recovery techniques mm-hmm. and therapy has improved. Everything's improved. That's why guys come back yeah. so quickly from injuries now. Now there's there's some question about whether or not Ben can do it, but I think it has to do with his age, not the not the injury itself because he didn't actually tear ligaments what he did was he tore tendons off the bone yeah three of them and had to have them reattached and i you know don't get me wrong that's not minor surgery no no by any stretch of the imagination it's major but he uh you know it's not as bad as tearing ligaments in your elbow okay yeah, yeah, it's just not. So, all of that said, you know, I expect him to come back and and play for a couple more years. I really That's do. Um, yep. I don't think he necessarily will come out of the gates just you know firing on all cylinders. He <laughs> may there may be an adjustment for a while, but you know he's still Ben. I I, I mean, as competitive as that guy is, yeah. I expect him to come back and still do his thing for a while. Um, and, and we'll see, you know, what comes of it. But I don't see the Steelers taking a quarterback next year of the draft.
0: I don't really either. But what I do think will happen, um, I do think they'll find a veteran, uh free agent veteran type um, to, to come in and challenge. And huh challenge Rudolph a little bit. I, I'm not suggesting a high price guy by any stretch. We're not going to be able to afford that anyway. Um, but I, I do think you'll see something like that because I think if they've learned anything this year um, that that having to fall back on on Duck Hodges has not been exactly the thing you want to do in this situation. Um, you know, and, and I know some people say, well, geez, they got Paxton Lynch. Well, there's a reason Paxton Lynch is where he is. Um, and, and you know, so I, I just gut feeling. I, I don't think they'll draft one either, especially not having a first and a third. Um, they're going to have to really be uh, smart with their selections in the draft. And, and um, uh, but but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think Ben will be back. I mean, talk about competitive. The guy won't shave his beard until he can start throwing again. So, I mean, that tells yeah. you right there.
1: <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll just tell you, I don't think they necessarily will be bringing in a a, a veteran. I, really? I don't agree with that. And and here's why. Okay. Journeyman quarterback right Journeyman quarterbacks right now are making five and a half to seven and a half million a year. Yeah, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And they just don't have the cap space. Um, they've got a lot of guys, they need to get signed. Um, they have their own restricted free agents that they have to tender mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they don't have the cap space. They just don't. And on top of that, you know. I thought about this last weekend yeah. when Bud Dupree is let to walk because he's priced himself out of the Steelers price range. And the Steelers end up letting him leave and keeping Anthony Ciccolo and paying him the $5 million they're going to owe him next year and making him the starter at outside linebacker because they have no depth at that position. No, Steelers nation is going to have an aneurysm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I'm having one just sitting here. Um, no, but you're absolutely right. I, I mean, that's what it, – it, 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 you know, I wrote this in Quick Hitters this morning. Uh, you, you can read that at uh, SteelCityBlitz.com. And I don't talk a lot about the salary cap, if, especially if it's parts of it I don't understand. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Steelers need to franchise tag bud, and then they need to resign BJ Finney. And then I'm not going to tell you those things because I know they can't happen because I do know what the Steelers cap situation is. Now, can I, can I speak to the, uh, uh, the 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 very small technical parts of it, the way you and Ian can, absolutely not. And that's why I keep my mouth shut. So when I see people <laughs> on Twitter talking about, well, they're going to sign, but they're going to sign Finney, they're going to give Watt an extension, they're going to give Juju an extension. It's it's like, do they think you can just spend all the money in the world you want? And just yeah, so I I think the open thing
1: open that people, I, I yeah. think the thing that people don't understand this year is that they're in the final year of the collective bargaining agreement. That's and they cannot it. restructure contracts. They they can't. Basically, they have to pretend as though there's not going to be a CBA beyond this season. And so they cannot restructure. They cannot do simple restructures to push money forward past the last year of the CBA, which is next season. So they can't create cap space, cap space that way. The only way they can create cap space is by terminating contracts. Guys like Mark Barron, who I see probably being gone. Um, I would have said Anthony Ciccolo would definitely be gone, but not now. Um, now. Yeah, And and like I said, people are absolutely going to lose their ever-loving minds. You know, I can see it coming. And I'm not going to be happy either, but it is coming. who else would be a good one to
0: call well the only the only potential saving grace is if if Ola Denier suddenly you know picks up but he hasn't really shown us anything so i don't see that
1: uh, you know he's he's kind of a one trick pony right now you know he's yeah. a guy that that is pretty good as a pass rusher but he's not very good against the run right um and that's you know you could kind of say the same thing about Chick mhm although He's not all that great as a pass rusher this year either um let me see who else could you cut and make some money cap savings da, 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 da. baron is the first guy I'd cut uh foster another four million um yeah, those are the first two
0: well you know its is foster. Is he leaning towards retirement?
1: He's got to be close, don't you think? I, I if mean, it's me, I encourage him to go ahead and retire, I and I give his money to B.J. Finney, frankly, I, I, just straight up. That's yeah, what I do. I, I agree.
0: Um, I, I, yeah.
1: yeah, so basically the three candidates you've got are Barron. The, the three high-dollar candidates are Barron, Foster, and Chicolo. Mm-hmm. Chicoalo you're going to end up having to keep because you don't have any depth at outside None. linebacker. Because Bud's going to leave. He's going to make uh, I think he's probably going to make 15-16 million per season. Yeah, the Steelers can't gonna, afford him anymore.
0: No. he's up over 10 sacks now, so that's yeah. that's I agree.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it it kind of is what it is. You could cut Alu, Alu, but you'd be stupid to do that. Um <sighs> no the uh, you know, linebackers
0: real quick i i do want to uh say kudos to ulysses gilbert uh steelers rookie who uh he's from south florida uh originally he he played his um uh, his college ball at uh what was he toledo i think was he Toledo? yeah, or? yeah i know he's in the mac and um he walked into a uh a, a store this weekend and um laid out over $10,000 to cover uh, layaway costs for over 60 people. And um, just he deserves the accolades because this is a sixth round draft pick. And, you know, he's not making a ton of money, comparatively speaking, to what many of his uh, teammates and and other players around the league are making. So good for him for doing that. I I thought it was really cool. I I caught that uh, last night and wanted to make sure. Played at Akron.
1: Akron crap, that's right. I knew it was a max school, dang it. Uh, um, yeah, well, I mean, he got he got his signing bonus, of yeah, a, of you know, 127,000. So he probably got 60 grand after taxes.
0: You know, yeah, it, it's yeah. a really
1: nice gesture,
0: it, it is absolutely. And, um, I, I also, as we start winding things down here, too, um, what, what, what are you looking for this weekend? I, I mean, the Steelers have to win, they have to get some help. Uh Baltimore is resting a lot of guys, but you know, two guys I don't think they're gonna be resting are are Marcus Peters and and Humphrey. And uh, you know, I I still think they're gonna be a formidable matchup this weekend. And John Harbaugh is not gonna want to lose to the Steelers, regardless of the situation he's in.
1: No, he's not. Uh what am I looking for? I you know, we talk about the things that the offense could do. I don't know if they necessarily will do them. Uh, well, I'm gonna I mean, have to try and play, gonna have to try and beat the Ravens at their own game, which is ball control football. Um, in order to do that, you got to sustain drives. I don't know if this offense can do that. Um, our defense, I look for them to try and contain quarterbacks rather than yeah. just straight up rushing them. I mean, inside pressure is great, that works, but outside more of a contained kind of a situation than, you know, an all out try and get to the quarterback type deal. Um, Yeah. And
0: and for those that saw the Steelers pick up JT Barrett this week, that, that was not, in hopes that he would become the future starting quarterback in the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> no. Uh, he, he was brought in to portray one uh, Robert Griffin, the uh, third for the defense and, and scout team action. So, and, and that was a nice pickup. That was a nice move. I, I, I think it was a good idea
1: to do that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, I, <sighs> look they
0: got to play mistake free football James yeah Connor, they do here's here's the know. thing
1: i'm a little more concerned about is yeah. uh you know rg3 is more of a veteran player he's gonna try and pick on the steelers where they're weak which is sure. throwing at mark baron and throwing at terrell edmonds yeah um at least that's what i would do if i were him um aside from that i mean i i would just if i were the ravens i'd just try and move the ball i would just try to move the ball yeah. move the chains And worry about getting into first and goal type situations and then, you know, scoring, obviously. But I wouldn't try and get big chunks of yardage. I would just, I would just move the ball a little bit at a time, hang on to it, run the clock. If you win, you know, you only score 20 points, you're probably going to beat the Steelers, honestly. Right, right. So oh, I agree. I agree. This, this is to me, this is uh, uh get to
0: seventeen. And you've probably beaten the Steelers, um, just in the in the situation we are in. And um, uh, you know, again, we we've got to have a little bit of help along the way too to to make this whole thing work. And, you know, past history has not been kind to the Steelers in that regard. Um, uh, when we've needed uh help to get in, we 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 haven't always gotten it. And um you know that's why you take care of things yourself, but it just uh, hasn't come to pass. And obviously, we're going to root like hell for the Steelers to get it done this weekend and and see what happens down in Houston and, and other places across the AFC. But uh, uh, unless you've got anything else to add, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up
1: for this one, Ben. Nah, uh, not much. I mean, I I hope I still hope, obviously, that they win this game. Oh yeah, and, and then get some help from the texans by you know taking out the titans Mm -hmm. but if they don't you know i'm not going to be shocked i no i hope it happens but i i'm not going to be shocked i will be very disappointed uh i really wanted to see these guys get to the playoffs just to say they did it um so you know let's hope hope for the best i don't necessarily see it happening but i'm hoping
0: yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't see it happening either, but um, I'm looking forward to it. And, and um, you know, it's it's one final Sunday. And, and, hey, if we get one more Sunday after that, then then it's just frosting on the cake. But uh, for uh, Ben and for 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh, this is Steel Dad. And we are signing off from the podcast. And please make sure you check out the website, steelcityblitz.com. On Twitter at SC Blitz and of course Facebook, Instagram, and just about everywhere else our products are sold. All right. Have a great holiday and uh, we'll talk to you again before the new year. And uh, hey, go Steelers.